here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's no longer friendly, man. It's no longer friendly. It was going to be a little bit of me just stepping in for Ken Lavica. Now it's a hostile Big Teddy takeover on Ken Lavica Live, and I'll tell you why soon. Hit the open stone. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. to think of myself as the consummate professional. I like to think of myself as a guy that's level-headed, a guy who is not only a good teammate here at ESPN West Palm, but I would say an excellent, an elite teammate, a guy who sets up others for success and somebody who likes to feed off of other people's good energy. That's, that's my thing. Theo Dorsey here, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. That's where you usually see me and Mondays and Tuesdays on Ken Levick Alive. But now I took it upon my own shoulders as Ken headed out for Jamaica for a vacation, which I, I, I immediately I'm, I'm all on board with that because I just got back from Jamaica myself. I decided I'd fill in for him with Stone Labanowitz, with Jeanette Javier, who I'm so glad to be doing this show with. It's been like a month or so since we've done a show together, right, Jeanette? I would say, I would say longer than a month for sure, 100%. It was, it was Delray Beach Market. It was exactly. when we did the Munch March, Madness. Munch Madness. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're going to— Way more than one month. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while. We're going to relive some of that, but first, I have to come at Ken Levicka here, who is, again, um, obviously the namesake of this show, who is a pillar here at ESPN West Palm, and who is a, just a great overall dude, one of the best guys that has been helping me with my maturation in radio. But as I'm preparing for today's show, alongside Jeanette Javier, with Stone Labanowitz running the ship, I was, you know, doing my research. I was also, you know, you know, checking in on stuff from Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Celtics win big, 116-100. We're going to get into a lot of that. They got the PGA stuff with suspensions. We have Jack Del Rio being a bonehead. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today. <laughs> but because of something I saw this morning in, in the midst of my preparation, I have to stop all of that, put all of that off to the side, and address something that buzzed across my phone this morning from Ken Levicka himself. Now, Stone... Did Ken leave for Jamaica today, or was it yesterday, or, or what was it? What? Today. He left today, so yep. this morning most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken leaves off for Jamaica, and again, I'm trying to fill in for his shoes. I'm trying to make this thing, this show go right, you know, go the right way. And I get a buzz on my phone. I get a tweet from Ken Levick. It, here it is. It's a, he puts the big alert emoji, you know, the red siren emoji. Heads up, all caps here. Super extra. Right, right. Dot, dot, dot. No Ken Levick alive. Today on ESPN 106.3 at Bart Scott and at Alan Hahn, have you at noon instead. I'll stop reading the tweet there. I'll stop right there. Ken Lavica, <laughs> knowing that myself and Jeanette were going to come in here and steal the thunder and have a hell of a show and, and have the higher-ups here at ESPN West Palm questioning questioning if his name should still be on this show. Ken Lavica, in, in an effort to undercut our excellence, mm-hmm. Tweeted that out preemptively before our show starts to try and get people not to tune in, Jeanette. How do you feel about that? You're horrible! Seriously, it's very selfish. Disrespectful. Yes. How dare he? And this is a guy I look to as like a big brother here. This is a guy who, again, he he brought me onto his shows Mondays and Tuesdays. He got the extra hour. This all happened together. I was celebrating with him. I popped a bottle of champagne when Ken Levicka got extended from one hour to two here on ESPN 106.3. And for him to do this ahead of our show... We have so many important topics to get to. I just had to address that. And also, you know what? Just like yesterday's host is not today's host, Stone, I need you to, uh, to play uh, the theme of today here on Ken Levicka. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Oh. That's right. Let's go. That's right. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Because of what Ken Levicka did, Jeanette, uh-huh. not only will I be hosting today. Yes. I will be hosting tomorrow. Nice. You know what? I'm going to wake up on Monday morning. Guess what we're going to do again, Stone? We're going to host that thing. We're going to host that thing again. <laughs> and you know what? I'm feeling kind of antsy, Jeanette. Okay. Tuesday, you know, Tuesday, T, Teddy, Big Teddy. Do you think I'm going to host on Tuesday too, Jeanette? Yeah, you are. Damn right I'm hosting yes, on Tuesday sir. too. Take it over. Ken Levicka wants to try and undercut me here. So now it's going to be a hostile takeover here on Ken Levicka Live. So if you don't like that, 
Let us know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It's a hostile takeover here on Ken LaVica Live. Stone, did you expect this coming into the day? I mean, I, I didn't. I was surprised. Uh, not that Ken, you know, forgot something he was course, told. So, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. But I do think uh, you should have saved that energy for a, a Temple of Troll <laughs> aimed at Ken, possibly. You know what? Maybe that'll happen later in the week. Yeah. You never like, know. Like it you should said, be. Gonna, it should. We're going to keep that same energy. So if you yes. want that Temple of Troll, we'll make Ken right there in the crosshairs and let him have it. You know what? On Monday, I think I already have preemptively, I know who my <laughs> Temple of Troll will be on Monday. And I think it's going to be, again, the namesake of this show. I, I, I do appreciate him. Uh, I guess not even him allowing us to steal his airways because he didn't even want us on today. I appreciate ESPN West Palm for making the smart decision of bringing us in here today. So can we get to some topics now, Jeanette, or should for we bang sure. on Ken some more? Well, no. I mean, his true colors came out. Yeah. The way he supports us, really. Yeah. Like, we see you. We see we you. We get it now. We get it. We get Enjoy it. Enjoy Jamaica. We taking over. Yeah, yeah. And your little and your little four-inch seam shorts. We'll see what kind of picks we get out of Jamaica from Ken Levick. We'll see if he can trump my pictures because, again, I went to Jamaica a few weeks ago. Now he's trying to jack my style He's such Jamaica a cheat. That's too. what I'm saying. He's... Trying to get you off the radio. He's oh trying to st- copy your, your look and your vibes as well. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We're, we're coming after you, Ken Lavica. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one guy that has the crosshairs not o- only of all of the NBA but also of media personalities and people in sports media is Draymond Green. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green of the Draymond Green Show that you can catch, listen to, and watch on YouTube on the Volumes Network. Draymond Green... Uh, There's no better way to put it than last night in Game 3 of the NBA Finals, which is at the TD Garden. Um, He stunk it up. He stunk it up. He fouled out late. He had, what, two points, three assists? Yeah, and four boards. And four boards. Uh, The Celtics obviously won this one at home, 116-100, to going up 2-1 in the series. You got more stats there, Stone? I I, I mean, I kind of do because I'm 23 years old, and this is my first quadruple single I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Two points, four boards, three assists, and six (laughs) fouls. Six fouls. I've never seen that before. He stuffed the box score. He (laughs) stuffed the stat sheet there. He definitely did. True stat sheet (laughs) stuffer. So here's the – and again – this happening in an NBA Finals game to a guy who's a future Hall of Famer, a guy who is a top 75 all-time NBA player, is a little startling, but not so much. Like You can see a stanker being put up there by an elite guy and, and kind of blank an eye at it and say he'll get him next game. The reason why this is so much of a story is not only because how demonstrative Draymond Green was in game two, which rightfully so. He was trying to get his guys energized. He was trying to get into the spirit. That's classic Draymond Green. But the reason why this is a bigger deal than not is because Draymond Green is podcasting through the NBA Finals. Yep. Draymond Green has been doing the Draymond Green show throughout the NBA Finals, which to me isn't a huge, huge problem. But what it does do is it draws, it, it puts the spotlight on Draymond Green. He is an elite player, a top 75 player. This is unprecedented times for us to have an NBA player <laughs> or an athlete at the height of his career, mm-hmm. literally directly following one of the most pivotal games of his NBA life and of his basketball career, going home to a hotel and recording a podcast that gets dropped at 5 a.m. Jeanette, Draymond Green, the question for today that we have, that we're lining up, and I want to get your thoughts on this first uh, as well, Jeanette, because I have my thoughts on it. Draymond Green podcasting directly after NBA final games is – what? We're going to play a game of fill in the blank here because okay, that's, like what, that. that's what radio guys do, right? They do fill in the blank games. Mad libs are fun. Mad libs are fun. So for me, and again, 888-760-3776, you can call in 888-760-3776 or you can tweet at me at Theo Dorsey TV. I want to know your, your thoughts on Draymond Green podcasting directly after an NBA Finals game is what? Fill in that blank for me. For me, Draymond Green podcasting directly after an NBA Finals game is trendsetting. It, it just is. I don't think it's as much of a distraction as people are trying to make it out to be, aside from it being the distraction to Draymond Green himself because he's putting the spotlight on himself with the officiator. You know, he called the officials out after game two, said that they gave him deferential treatment, which I don't know if that's the word he was going for, but he was saying he got a, a different kind of treatment for the officials. I mean, it was not the word he was it going wasn't. for. It was preferential yes, treatment. Yeah, it wasn't. It's, but it's okay. We're going to rock with him. We knew what he meant. <laughs> Charges to his head, not his heart. Yes. So not only is Draymond Green 
putting a spotlight on himself and only making it harder for himself. I don't think it's distracting. I think it's trendsetting because no matter what happens in these NBA Finals, if the Warriors win it or if the Warriors lose it, there are thousands of athletes watching what Draymond Green is doing right now and watching what C.J. McCollum is doing Mm -hmm. during his NBA career, uh, being an analyst for ESPN already. Patrick Beverly is doing Mm -hmm. during his NBA career, being an analyst, being all over first take. J.J. Dunking on Chris Paul. Uh, J.J. is technically retired. He's retired, retired. yeah. But, yeah, it's directly after his retirement. He's fresh. You have NFL guys doing it. Aaron Rodgers is doing it um, in the NFL. On What was that, Tuesdays he was going on uh, Pat McAfee's show? Still Mm -hmm. is. And still is. So, as you see these guys lean in on what Draymond Green calls, quote-unquote, new media, I think Draymond Green podcasting directly after an NBA Finals game, no matter the result, is trendsetting because it's only going to create more opportunities for – not opportunities, but it's going to put that little nugget in so many more athletes' heads. We already saw LeBron James tweet out a few days ago, I might start a podcast. Yep. I might do it. LeBron has had ample opportunity to do so. He has uninterrupted uh, network. He has the shop talk stuff. He has all kind of production companies. He hasn't started a podcast of his own that he does throughout the season. This could be, again, trendsetting, and that's what I think. Jeanette, Draymond Green podcasting directly after an NBA Finals game is what? Weird. It's definitely weird because you are in the finals right now. Your focus, your dedication, you should be in the room Focusing on the game right now. Mm. You should be looking at tape. What are you doing talking smack, saying these crazy things after such an important game? So if, if Draymond was on your team, if you were, let's just say you're a, a Warriors fan, or let's just say Draymond was if on I'm the match. Steve Kerr. Or if you're Steve Kerr, how do you feel about that then? So you're thinking it's, it's distracting from his focus from the actual game. Well, like, why aren't you watching film? You fouled out six times last night, and you're going to talk about it? Yeah. That's weird. It's, it's strange. Focus on the game. You're in the finals. So is it any different for you if the Warriors win? Mm. Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not going to front. It's kind of gangster if they win. It's kind of dope if they win because if, let's just say the Warriors are up 2-1 or even 3-0 right now, and he's talking that talk every night after a win. It's a movie. It is. It is a – but you got to back it up, right? So, And that's why I call it weird because I love the perspective – of a staple guy on his team of talking about the game yeah. after the game. That's unique content. And as somebody who loves the sport, that's a really cool angle to have. But at the same time, if I'm if I'm Kerr, yeah. focus on the game. Don't be talking, don't be thinking about how you feel. Like that's important. Don't internalize it. Yeah. But watch that film. Don't do. Don't foul out again. That's what you need don't to be thinking out again. again. <laughs> that, that that is a good. That is some good advice right there. Also, on top of that, I do like the point you bring up because to me, the reason why I say it's trend setting win or loss, I think it's trend setting because it's going to only proliferate how much of this we get. There's already a barrier that got taken down in the '80s and '90s. These guys couldn't tweet out stuff after the game and mm-hmm. go back and forth with media members or fans. Now we've seen the social media wave of things, and now I think we're going to get even more of the quote-unquote new media of these guys having their own shows. Duncan Robinson of the Miami Heat. What's this uh, show called, Stone? The Long Shot. The Long Shot. He's got a show going on right now. Uh, Richard Jefferson and I think, um, who was it, Channing Fry were doing the uh, Road Trip Buddies or something like that with the Cavaliers back in like 2018 before they both retired. It's only going to continue to happen. We've just never seen it happen at this stage, right? Mm -hmm. This is the NBA Finals. The Larry O'Brien trophy is two wins away from the Celtics from being captured this year. And Draymond Green is in his hotel room with a mic in front of him right after the game. It's weird. Draymond Green podcasting directly after NBA Finals games is blank. Stone Lebanowitz. Badass. Mm. I love trendsetting. Honestly, I wish I would have used it, but I had badass (laughs) from the early a.m. Is amazing what he's able to do. And I think when you're a player fresh after a game, what you're essentially doing is beating the media to a punch. Yes. You're not mm. allowing narratives to be built. And I do want to touch on Steve Kerr. You mentioned that, Jeanette, that he needs to tell him to focus or, or, or you know, whatever a normal coach would do. One, Steve Kerr's not a normal coach, right? He's still Fair fresh, point. young, still out there mm-hmm. hooping in, you know, pregame warm-ups. It's cool to see. So he's got that fresh, you know, brain on him. But he's behind the new media. And he's mentioned it a few times that he backs it. And Steve Kerr's also somebody who hates narratives getting built. Like when he gets asked questions in pressers, 
he's really aggravated, and, and he kind of goes after it. So I think he stands with Draymond, and also Draymond wouldn't be doing it if Steve Kerr didn't give him the green light. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to yep, imagine yep. those conversations. There's a trust there. Fair There's point. a trust there. There's Fair a point. trust there. You know, he's, he's kind of earned that. But I stand with Draymond here. I mean, I think it's transcending. I think you're going to see a lot of guys start doing this, and rightfully so. I will tell you, and I only speak from a certain level, definitely not the NBA or NFL, but these guys don't sleep like after a game. Right. I, I can guarantee so, you that. So, Stone, so for those that don't know and they should know if they listen to Ken Levick Alive, you're a former athlete. Give the people your quick resume and let them know what is it like in between or right after games like that. Right. So I, I, I played in Illinois. Let's say we traveled to North Dakota to play a game, and that flight, maybe three hours there and back. That flight, we were getting home 12, 1 in the morning. Yeah. We're getting together, whether it's in someone's house, someone's apartment, and we're breaking down film, right? We're just streaming it on the TV. We're not tired. Like, we just played a football game. Everybody's body's banged up. There are guys who can go to sleep, and those are the guys like the Kobe Bryants, right, who want to focus and take care of their bodies. But I couldn't sleep. Like, we would break down film right after the game, whether it was on that flight or when we got home, and that was into the wee hours of the night. So when everyone's telling him to sleep and focus, no, he's breaking down film, and what he's going to give us on that podcast is a lot of X's and O's, and that's what we've been hearing so far. So it's like... Before we get on, and you got guys like Stephen A. And, and, and a lot of the basic take, you know, Bristol brain guys, we're like, man, you sucked. What the hell was that? It's like Draymond's going to tell you why he sucked, yeah. what he saw, how they were defending him, what they did against Curry, why they were able to slow them down in the third. Like, he's going to tell you why and just prevent these narratives from getting created from the, you know, the real media, the old media. I'm totally behind the new media phrase. I'm going to stick with it. And I, uh, I love reacting to that kind of stuff, but it's trend-setting, it's badass, all the above for me. Well, speaking of reacting to it, let's, let's hear from Draymond Green, specifically uh, from, again, the Draymond Green show. This is from his hotel room following Game 3 of the NBA Finals where he had, again, more fouls than he did points and assists combined, where the Warriors got pretty much wire-to-wire beat, even though they did take the lead late and they got snatched right back from them. Draymond Green... Um, knew that his podcast was going to be a highlight of people to be talking about today, like myself here, and he addressed whether or not he's going to continue to podcast through these NBA Finals. What we got? Draymond's focused on podcasting, blah, blah, blah. Listen, y'all going to get this podcast, like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. I'm going to leave the arena. I'm going to return to this hotel room. I'm going to return to my home when we're back in San Francisco, and I'm going to film this podcast. It will then be uploaded by Jackson. It will be edited by Jackson and uploaded by Jackson. And then you will turn this podcast on and you will listen. And that's just that. You're going to get this podcast. I, it baffles me. It's so funny when I, when I hear people like, oh, you shouldn't be podcast. So what should I be doing when I get to my room? Mm. Like, should I go to sleep? Should I watch the film me. of the game? Because I'm going to do that anyway. So what should I be doing when I get to my room? I, I want to know the, the, the real answer from people that say, Draymond shouldn't be podcasting. So I, I hear all the noise about the podcast. It's not going anywhere. You're going to get this podcast. <laughs> if you don't want to listen, don't. But you're going to get this podcast. Mm. And if you want to talk about it, great. You know, I, I know, like, there's media people. I'm, I'm sorry that this podcast is probably doing better numbers than Ooh. yours. Ooh. But Shots. Or your attempt at doing a podcast, Shots. I, I ain't the one listening. I mean, so, you know, there's him. other people listening, <laughs> so be mad at them. But y'all going to get this podcast. Talk Win, that lose, talk. draw, hoisting the trophy, putting my ring on my finger. You name it. Y'all getting this podcast. I love that. Talk that talk. And you know what Draymond Green is saying? In, in that two-minute clip from the Draymond Green show, again, uh, from the volume, that is, that's the medium he's chosen to put that show out on, you know what he's saying, uh, Stone? What he's letting y'all know? Go ahead and play my fat Joe. Yesterday's price is not today's price. What I'm trying to tell y'all is nothing is the same. Nope. Nothing is the same anymore. I, thought it, I thought it was more of this kind of, Theo. Hide the money, y'all. <laughs> Ass. With your broke ass. You're not lying. You're not lying. Because not only is he saying, because when people listen to that fat Joe clip, people think it's just about, okay, the, the, the price of something has increased. It's now worth $20 where it was worth $10 before. Also, 
it ain't the same no more, man. Mm-hmm. He's letting y'all know that no matter how you view me podcasting through these NBA finals, there's nothing you could do about it. Nope. This is the new way. This is the quote-unquote new media. This is what I will be doing through these NBA finals. Also, a little bit of braggadocio. A little bit of braggadocio. I like to say it like that. Where Draymond lets all of the media members who's going to be ragging on this podcast know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that mine is top of the charts. And he does have the number one sports podcast right now, right? Yeah, I mean, he does. I don't know if you can use braggadocio right now after putting up two points, <laughs> he's four bragging. rebounds, three assists. Like, he's it's just a about little tough. Well, we're talking about the podcast, yeah, not his about on-court his performance. I mean, the, the podcast is his on-court performance in a sense, but I hear you. I hear you. The num- numbers talk in the sense of viewership, yeah. but also numbers talk when you're out there on the hard court. It, it, it Well, obviously, one should matter more than the other, and his team bringing <laughs> home the NBA Finals championship should matter more. But what he's letting everybody know is it ain't going nowhere. And also, you know, you're, like you said, it's broke people around. <laughs> it's, it's, it's reporters in that same room with him questioning him on his podcast who are getting five views and listens per podcast. That's what he wanted. 100%. And another angle I, I look at it from – is let's just say you're a trainer. Let's just say you're a casual who is around that Golden State Warriors basketball team. You're on a bus ride to warm-ups. You're just in the hotel chilling. If you're conversating with Draymond, like, that's stuff that people want to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that conversation mm-hmm. entails a lot. Hey, do you remember this play? And, ooh, I mean, I remember we got some momentum here. And, like, they're talking shop that we would love to hear. I would love to be a fly on the wall when Draymond's talking to the trainer about the game they played the night before. That's all he's given us. Mm-hmm. There's conversational stuff about the game that millions of us watched, that millions of us have takes on. I yeah. mean, he's given it to us for free. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has to be kind of considered at least a good thing, at least for, for people that are neutral parties, right? The Draymond Green show has to be good for neutral parties, and that's why we beg to ask the question, if you're a Warriors fan, if you're a Celtics fan, if you're somebody that doesn't give a damn about either team but just like watching these NBA Finals, Draymond Green podcasting directly after Finals games is what? Fill in the blank. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think it's trendsetting. Jeanette says it's just weird. And Stone, of course, him being a badass himself, says Draymond podcasting right after finals games is badass. Jeanette, I have to ask you, though, with with Draymond Green, also, because if you think about what happened last night in that game three, the Warriors got beat up and abused on the boards uh, when it came to attacking the paint. The Celtics outscored them in all of the hustle stats when you talk about offensive rebounding, rebounding in general, uh, not turnovers, but turnovers and pivotal moments, as well as just hustling to lose balls. The Celtics dogged them. On the Warriors roster, there's one guy that's supposed to be the enforcer. There's one guy that's supposed to be the guy that's leading the charge in those kind of stats, and he didn't show up last night. So does that change it at all for you, Jeanette, that he didn't fulfill his role in what he's supposed to be to this Warriors dynasty and what he's supposed to be in this series last night, but he still got on that podcast and talked some trash and and fought back on the fact that he's podcasting right after games? I love it. I love that aspect because if you're going to do a podcast, if you're really going to stick to your guns, yeah. what better way to prove your point than you having a terrible game but still showing up on the mic right after? He had to, right? Exactly. He couldn't He couldn't not do the podcast. That's, that's like a sign of weakness at that point. A hundred percent. Like, no, you were you were about the podcast until it was bad for you. Yeah. No, yeah. if you're going to do it, you stay consistent and you stick with your guns. That would have sent the wrong message if he didn't. Yeah, to your point, Theo, about them, I, I think they kind of beat him at his own game. Right, Boston beat Draymond and what the Warriors usually do at yep. their own game. And, and I think that's costly, and I expect Draymond to bounce back in a big way. Checking last night before the game, his points, rebounds, and assists, if you were to gamble on it, was at 21.5. Mm. So combination of those things, the points, the rebounds, and assists, they expected him to go, what is that, 10-10-2? Yeah. 10-8-4, whatever it is, they expected him to do that. And his number won't change. If it's going to drop, it's going to go to 20.5. So I, I do expect Draymond to bounce back, especially on the stat sheet. Especially on the stat sheet, especially following uh, a loss. Now they're down 2-1. If the Warriors lose game four in Boston um, and they go down 3-1, they have their work cut out for them. They would need three straight to win the finals. It will be a very, very tall hill for them to climb, as well as um, we don't know what we're going to get from Curry going forward in the series because of what happened late there. Uh, Draymond having his podcast be the spotlight of these NBA finals, could it be sending the wrong message? 
Could it be a bravado thing? Could it be something that maybe inspires the Warriors going forward? We don't know. What I do know is Draymond needs a bounce-back game. Mm -hmm. Jeanette Javier, you're in the middle of a bounce-back day right now. Uh, Days. Bounce-back days. And we know this because Stone and I, (laughs) late last night as we were texting topics about the show, we get a drunk text from Jeanette, (laughs) a drunk text from Jeanette that says she has to do what? If Al Horford and the Celtics win. We got a drunk text from Jeanette late, 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 late last night. You can tell the time. It's okay. What was it, like 2? Yeah, that's what I was getting, That's what I was kind of looking up. 2.38 a.m. 2.38 a.m. We get a text from <laughs> Jeanette. We're both asleep. I wake up to it. And it's about what she would have to do if Al Horford and the Celtics. And Al Horford, because he's Dominican, right? Yes. Jeanette Javier. The first Dominican player to reach the finals. Jeanette Javier, obviously Ooh. Dominican. We know this much. Uh-huh. And so if Al Horford and the Celtics won, Jeanette Javier had to do what? And I'm sure, did you end up doing it? Of course. You did. Okay, so we'll talk about that. I did three songs. Oh, three songs. A little bit of a hint. We'll talk about that after the break Don't be giving it up. Well, well, I don't know what she's talking about. We'll talk about what she had to do (laughs) if Al Horford and the Celtics won, which they did, 116 to 100 last night over the Warriors when we get back. Uh, We're live here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Theo Dorsey for Jeanette Javier and Stone LeBanowitz. Stick around. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So I'm contractually uh, obligated to tell you that we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. And you know what the theme of today is, Stone? Uh, let's let's go ahead and give the people again, as uh, it's a big Teddy hostile takeover here on Ken LaVica Live. Theo Dorsey here. The theme of today. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Damn right it ain't. And I'm also still mad at Ken Levicka, who's out in Jamaica right now. We took over for him. And as I have Jeanette Javier by my side and we do this show, our first show together since like February, Ken Levicka tried to cut down on our numbers. Seriously. But you know what? Yesterday's price, not today's price. Mm-mm. We're not Mm-mm. worried about that because the price only going up yes. as we do our hostile take over here. Yes, and we busting through them doors. We are ain't silent. Get out of my way. <laughs> Get oh, out the way. So off. It's, well, you know what it is, Jeanette? Again, as we talked about right before we went to break, um, we got a text. And, and Am I okay to read the text? Can I read the text? Yes, there's nothing malicious. Okay, so I'm going to read this text verbatim then from late last night, right after the Game 3 loss for the Warriors to the Celtics, 116-100. to uh, Stone and I were putting together some, you know, thoughts on what the next day's show should be like. <laughs> then around like maybe one or two, we both, you know, ended up going to sleep and, yes. you know, getting prepared for the next day. Jeanette, however, <laughs> her night wasn't done. No. Little, so little did we know, her night was still going. <laughs> and we get a text. I have to scroll back here because obviously we were talking. And this is after having a full day at Disney. Like, I was hungover yesterday from getting drunk at Disney and Star Wars You were Wars drunk Land. at Disney and Star Wars Land. On, tu- on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's, a, that's, that's fun stuff. It's, it was great. But then, like, I went home. It was great. <laughs> I went home and I, yes, last night, and I was like, I need to sleep. Like, this ain't normal. Okay, so this is the text. I finally got to it here. Again, the first text at 2.36 a.m. is y'all. And then that's it. That was the first text. You know, she's probably looking for a response there, not realizing what time it was. <laughs> yes. I had no idea yes. what time anything was last night. The first text is just plainly y'all, you all, for those who aren't Southerners. Okay. Second text follows right after. Quote, you're doing karaoke if Al Horde wins tonight. Unquote. Next sentence. It's 2.30 a.m. and I just sang separate ways like that song never existed. I need to go to bed. <laughs> Nothing else. That was it. At 2.36 a.m., mind you, Stone has a girlfriend. I have a fiance. We're getting texted from Jeanette at 2.36 a.m. <laughs> You're doing karaoke if Al Horde wins tonight. It's 2.30 a.m. and I just sang separate ways like that song never existed. I need to go to bed. No comment on game three. We got a text here earlier during the game of a Mick Ultra, it looks like, and I Jason Tatum. Yes, there's a picture of you at the bar I didn't watching scroll. game three. I just I just sent that text, and I didn't now, scroll past that. Jeanette, what is it that you had to oh, do? Crank it, Stone. Crank it. Is this the song? Yes. 
How so, do you not know this lesson? Separate ways. This, is this Journey? Yes. Okay, I only know that because you said something about Journey also <laughs> later. The only Journey song I know is... Um, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. Basic. I'm just a city boy. <laughs> it's not how it goes. Born and raised in South Detroit. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, it's is, just a city. Is, is that his white guy voice? Yes. That's, it's Journey's sure. voice. Journey's a white guy. What, what, what do you want me to do? But the way you just changed. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, boy. <laughs> Born and raised in... I, cut, I, don't, I don't know this song. Like, it sounds like Kid Rock or something. That's what the dude sounded like. Wait, wait. Give me, give no, me come no, on audio here. Dude, did you just compare Steve Perry to Kid Rock? Dude sounded like this. I'm just a city boy. Just okay. a small town boy. He said a city boy, though. No, no. The Born song is just... Just a small town boy. But there's also a line. Born and raised in South Detroit, but get the first part Okay, right. you're right. You're right. No, I mean, you had it. It's a city boy. It's okay. a, just a small town boy. Well, so Jeanette- Just a small town boy. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in South Detroit. I'm right on with that. Here's how I know I'm right on with that, because whenever I do karaoke, Jeanette, like you did last night, we're going to get to your story. I hate to hijack it. It's fine. You're doing great. Whenever I do karaoke, the first thing, this the first rule of karaoke, and I need everybody to lean in right now, listening. This is Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy at Theo Dorsey TV, um, filling in for Ken Levick, giving you the things you really need um, to know today. Because Ken will be spouting off about something about Tua and his and his arm is going to be better. I don't want to hear any of that crap. <laughs> this is some real life advice. When you're doing karaoke, when you step into that room, you need to gauge the audience. You look around, you see what kind of faces you have, you see. Uh, everything. Age. Now, now that's great advice. Age, race, you know what I'm saying? Gender. Interest. Interest. Look at their clothes they're wearing. Just try and, you know, gauge out what would get the audience going because I it's all about them. I have staple moves. I mean, that's one right there. He just so gave that's, us for that's free. number one. And then, so, so when I go to a bar and I see a certain uh, demographic, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say which demographic. I mean, based that, off of your journey impersonation, yeah. we know it. We know it. We know a demographic you're talking about. And I see a certain demographic, and I see a certain age. I go with that song, and I kill it. I love I kill it. Kill it. I love it. All right, Jeanette. So you tell me last night. So Al Horford and the Celtics win, obviously. Mm-hmm. They did. You let me know exactly what went down it, there, it, and it, did you text us after the karaoke or before? Theo, it wasn't Al Horford. It was Al Horde. Al Horde. I'm sorry. <laughs> Al Horde and the Celtics won. <laughs> What the hell happened before slash after this uh, Celtics victory last night? So it started off at girls' night. I had a couple, and I have so much to do. I yeah. have. I'm, I'm, what city were you in? I was in Pompano Beach. Okay. I was in Pompano Beach, so a little more South Florida. Um, girls' night is at a brewery, uh, and there was a beer and food tasting, and the food tasting was chicken wings. That's great. It was fantastic. Yeah. So good drunk food too. It it was just. The, I love when you have food and drinking experiences. Yes, yes. And when you have fantastic company, it's divine. Nice. So we were in it, and my my friend, she's going through a couple things, and she just wanted to, you know, it's she just wanted to let it all out, let it all loose, and which is fine. That's what friends do. Food, conversation. It's girls' night. We complain about everything. Is the game on at this point or no? No, no, no. This was before, before we had reservations at seven. Wow. Okay. So you guys started early. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, classic move. I say I have a lot to do. I have to catch up on things because the day before I was at Disney all day. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna come over. I'll have one beer after the food pairing, and then I gotta bounce. I gotta dip. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the food. We ordered more food. We got uh, it's a brewery with a pizza spot, so we got a pizza to go with it. Pizza. So right now your stomach has pizza and chicken wings on it, and also a lot of beer. Ugh. A lot of beer. It was a light beer with one IPA. Okay. And that's what probably sent me over the moon. Yeah. So then my friend was like, "Well, you know, we haven't gone out out in a while. Do you want to go to the other bar that we're typically used to?" And I used to go to this bar when I was bartending in the area every night. So I know the bartenders. I know so they know you there. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. You your face. I've always said that if I ever go national, they are, the bartender there, Mike, he's signing an NDA. Because the things <laughs> that I've done at that place are just, I don't get embarrassed yeah. often. You don't. You really don't. I don't, but he could embarrass me easily. All right, we're going to have to get him on the show. Then. We'll have to, <laughs> his name's Mike, and he's at that bar. We'll figure out more details. Okay. So... We were, we were, he's super supportive of what I'm doing in my careers. And he goes, and he sees I'm focused on the game and I'm watching, I'm rooting for the Celtics for Al Horford. Mm. Al Horford. Um, or Al Horde, as you said. Al Horde, Al yes, Horde. Please. <laughs> he's a first Dominican player to reach the NBA finals. So I'm rooting hard for Al Horde. And he was like, well, 
he doesn't know much about basketball, but I'm here, I'm watching the game, and he's like, what are you going to do? Then there were some other fans, the Warriors fans. There was a dude in a Curry shirt. He had a Curry jersey with no sleeves on underneath, mm. which is disgusting. A grown man, huh? A grown man yeah. wearing a jersey with no shirt underneath. Please don't do that. Quick, quick, yeah, quick aside there. Any grown men, if you're watching these games at bars, if you're doing anything outside of like out on the beach or on a boat or something, I don't need any sleeveless jerseys. Uh, especially not curry jerseys. That's reserved for like twelve-year-old white kids. Yeah, and advice for the <laughs> girls there. He probably smells, you know, like ass. Yeah, so he's avoid been, that guy. He's no. been drinking. He has no deodorant on. He's just stinking up the place. Okay. And he was playing pool too, so he wasn't. Uh, he was like trying to talk to me. I was like, move, swerve. I don't want to deal with you. It's also weird, like seeing a grown man who's just a big Steph Curry fan. I'm not. I'm not going to. It's just a little weird. Curry's like a man of the kids. That's for true. Sure. He's really like Good a point. kid's favorite Good player. Point. You know that guy's sure. got no shot. Yeah. Like, I can't. <laughs> he's like that dude who wears a Michael Jordan yeah. for a pickup <laughs> basketball game. What are you That's doing? That's hilarious. He thinks he's that guy. Okay, back 100%. to your story. Back to your story. So he started giving me beef. He's like, oh, but you're not from Boston. Da, 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 da. I'm like, why aren't you making the connection? Whatever. I'm over you. He goes, and then um, it's one of the, it's, they have touch tunes, which is one of the jukeboxes that you control through yeah. your phone. So my friend, my, my girlfriend and I, we're here. We're, we're vibing. We go into 80s. We start playing Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears. And I love Journey. Um, Who doesn't? I'm just a city boy. Oh, oh <laughs> okay, that's okay. I'm wrong sorry. lyrics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> and I was like, Journey is so great. One of my favorite songs of all time in life is Separate Ways. Mm. Stone, please crank it. And it was playing and I was just bobbing my head. He goes, you know what? If the Celtics, if Golden State loses, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, you know what? I'll sing this song. Not an issue. Wow. So, the game concludes. Yes. The Celtics win. Mm-hmm. Any more drinking after this or straight to the song? We ordered buckets. Buckets of beers. Okay. Buckets of beers now. And then you went through three songs. Yes. Now, the game must have wrapped up, what, around like midnight, maybe 1230-ish? Mm-hmm. So, when you texted us two hours later at 2.30, <laughs> you had already sung the three songs at this point yes. and had more drinks, I'm guessing. Well, you know, you guys wanted topics. I feel <laughs> like I could, like, involve myself in the conversation and give you guys just more topics of, yeah. like, the hot mess express that's choo-chooing through my life well, right now. Well, it worked now. out. We're talking about it right <laughs> you know? here. I love that. In the first hour of the show, we're already getting to it. It did work out. You got a topic out of this. My voice is gone. Yes. Because I was just... Separate weighing everything. And then I went to Lights, which is a very toned down journey song. Okay. It's fantastic. And then you didn't hit Small Town Boy? No, because it's basic. I'm tired of it. Everybody knows Journey because of Don't Stop Believing. They have other fantastic songs people need to focus on. Steve Perry's vocal range is out of this world. It's beautiful. And the fact that only people appreciate it and don't stop believing, absolutely not. Hey, you gotta play the hits. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I gave the people, a taste of Journey. June 28th, I think, down in Miami, Journey coming. Journey will be down in South Florida. Stop. I swear. June 28th? I swear, with Pearl Jam and a couple other... Uh, I know about Pearl Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. The other, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, they're actually hey, coming down up. in Miami, so, so go ahead and purchase I've your I've seen ticket. Journey already three times. Okay, here's a fourth coming up. Let's go. Wow. So that's what I did, and that's why I don't have a voice right now, because I was singing... Journey at the top of my lungs, and I hope all of South Florida heard me. There's three versions of Jeanette Javier that I love, right? There's three versions. Jeanette comes in <laughs> so many different packages. No, 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 no. I mean, there's so many more versions of you that are great, but, I mean, everybody's got to have their top three. Okay. There's Jeanette, give me a versions. thumbs up if he hits each one. There's okay. three versions that I love. Number one, post-out-night drinking slash, like, we just call it Hangover Jeanette Javier. <laughs> okay. Hangover Jeanette Javier is great. That's number one. Love that one. Okay? Okay. Number two. Jeanette Javier following her favorite team winning, whether that be the Bucks or very seldomly the Magic. Very, very seldomly the Magic. But the Bucks, when y'all won the Num- Super Bowl, you were a lot of fun to be around, a lot of energy, a lot of joy. And number one, obviously, the Magic have the number one pick in the That's draft right pick. now. It's a high. That's true. The biggest high I've had in a Magic fan for 20 years. Right, right. Well, you got to hit up Miles Bridges. He can get you a bigger one. Um, <laughs> number. <laughs> You're horrible. Jesus. He posted it on his Instagram story. Jesus. What are we supposed to do? What do you want me to do about it, Miles Bridges? Look, look, you know, it, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, I, I don't know. All right, all right. back to Jeanette Javier, though. I'm sorry. And number three, quite easily, is when we're on a show together. <laughs> hey. 
At all times, that's that's just magic waiting to happen, dog. We, we make it happen here at ESPN West Palm. That's why we're in right now, and that's why Ken Levicka and his his uh, his, what, do you think he went and got braids for this for to go to Jamaica? Yeah, actually, yesterday uh, and he has I, some fake dreads. On his head. I think my my take is he's gonna be drunk off the tequila. Maybe he finds himself a little high and uh, gets his beard braided in Jamaican. Beard. I can see that and with yeah. his four inch seam shorts. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I can't wait to see what pictures we get out of Ken being in Jamaica. <laughs> but that's what that's those are the three versions of Jeanette I love. Thank and you. We got all three technically today because we're on the show together. Uh huh. Your team technically Al Horde and the Boston <laughs> Celtics. They won last night and Lil Hungover. And I tweeted out at two thirty last night too. <laughs> I was just on a journey kick. Um, I tweeted out. How in this beautiful world can you describe the musical genius Journey official is absolutely incredible what, at 2.30 in the morning? What were you expecting to gain? See, this is my, my thing with drunk tweets, and I do them too. What is the gain out of them? you just like, I need to get this out. No, so I have an issue. Um, that my friends, we do this. After a certain time, Yeah. they take my phone away from me because I was a terrible drunk texter. Yeah. If I had something on my mind, it's gonna make, you were going to hear it. Mm-hmm. And it got toxic with all my exes and everything mm. it was bad yeah like i broke up with a guy that i was genuinely interested in through text and i woke up the next morning and i was like oh oops can't undo it well you're supposed to maybe it takes out your inhibitions maybe you want to break up with him that's what it is maybe but drunk, no drunk texting your drunk words or sober thoughts yeah i guess so drunk jeanette was on one that one but no i have a serious issue and i guess my phone wasn't away and i wanted to tweet about journey and i hope everybody <laughs> loves journey as much as i do i'm sure i'm sure they do i, I love uh, the city boy in south detroit um <laughs> so that's that was interesting coming out of last night so we had the draymond green stuff we had the Jeanette stuff uh a huge thing that is happening literally right now as we speak and it really is the sports topic of the day that we waited here about an hour into the show to get to because you know we're not professionals like that we're, we just like to have fun um the pga tour the PGA Tour answering to the big call of what's going to happen with this Live Golf event. The Live Golf event actually just teed off this morning, and the PGA Tour put down a pretty big, pretty harsh reaction that is going to have to make a lot of golfers either that have already made the decision or that are on the fence about it think about if they're going to go take the Saudi money, if they're going to go double their income, triple their income, and play golf um, across away from the States, and what those repercussions are. We'll get to that on the other side. Uh, for now, we're live here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Theo Dorsey for Jeanette Javier and Stone Labanowitz. It's Ken Levick alive, but it's upgraded because Ken's gone and we're in and we're live. We'll see you in a sec. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Baby lotion soft. Baby Lotion Soft. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Everybody in the studio right now is looking at me like I'm some kind of deranged idiot. Jeanette, what, what, what does that even mean? Let, let ba- him finish. Let him finish. Baby Lotion Soft. I have never heard of that. That means it's 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 softer than soft. It's softer than four-ply Charmin. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's okay. a move that I think is just weak. I like four-ply Charmin, though. And I think that <laughs> exactly <laughs> it is soft, which is good for toilet paper, but a move that the PGA Tour is making should not be considerable or comparable to four ply charm. I understand. It needs to be like a like a, a hammer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Thor's hammer. Yeah. Those are the kind of moves I would like to see someone like the PGA Tour making. But the move they made today, I think it's baby lotion soft. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was something that needed to happen, though. Well, well let me dig into what it was, then, I guess. Uh, to, to give context, everybody's confused in here. It's because, you know, I'm just having fun right now. The PGA Tour, and this comes from an article from uh, Mark Schleback, ESPN senior writer, around 940 this morning. The PGA Tour has suspended the 17 members who are competing in the inaugural Live Golf event. Um, they announced that this morning the players who resigned their membership, starting with the Live Golf event, being helped outside it's being held outside of London that began on Thursday no longer eligible to compete in tour events or the President Cup no more FedEx Cup points no more PGA Tour events they still can play in the majors but the 17 golfers who are playing in the live event are now suspended from the PGA Tour Stone your golf guy mm-hmm. I think it's baby lotion soft I think that again capitalistically 
Live Golf event, offering yeah. these guys major checks. PGA Tour not so willing to do so, or maybe maybe even not. They don't. Maybe they don't have the deep enough pockets to do so. But their response is to suspend them from the PGA Tour, which I don't really think they care. Yeah, but Stone, I, what's up? I think it's soft as well, and I wasn't going to start with this, but I will now because you said it's baby lotion soft. So here's the Live Golf statement. It wasn't too long ago, probably an hour or two ago. It says they said. Today's announcement by the PGA Tour is vindictive and it deepens the divide between the Tour and its members. It's troubling that the Tour, like you mentioned, an organization dedicated to creating opportunities for golfers to play the game, is the entity blocking golfers from playing. This is certainly not our last word on this topic. The era of free agency is beginning, and we are proud to have a full field of players joining us in London and beyond. I think that just plays in exactly what you were saying. It deepens the divide. Yeah. I think they're making a stance. I think it's also an attempt to bring the players back or at least put the pressure on them. Give them money. Right. If you want to bring the players back, give them more money. And the funny thing about giving them more money is the majors, that's a separate entity. Yeah. Like they can't block those players. So mm-hmm. the guys who are on this tour, a couple of them are contenders. Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Kevin Nuggets going. Sergio can handle it. I think there's a lot of guys that uh, can contend. And in the majors, that's the big bag. Like, that's the tournament where you can go make your money and get endorsements out the arse. I mean, I think that's kind of <laughs> where you get them. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a little annoying, but I think overall, as a, um, the audience or, or golf fans in general are a little surprised they made this decision, but they did drop the hammer. And it was about time the PGA, PGA Tour did that and they made but that they, decision. They dropped the hammer, but it was baby lotion soft. It wasn't a hammer. It was a little pillow. It was nerfed. It was soft. I didn't like it at all. And also because what what rules all? You know, actually, you know, what's the theme of today's show, Stone? What's the theme? Play that theme from Fat Joe, please. Yesterday's price is not today's price. All right, listen. The Live Golf event, and this is also in the story by Mark Schleback. Top players also received signing bonuses from Live Golf worth more than $100 million. Yep. They received signing bonuses worth more than $100 million, and the PGA Tour thinks that uh, excluding them from events, which a lot of these events that aren't majors, the purse ain't that big, my guy. Hell no. Mm-mm. It's not even approaching that. You're talking about a signing bonus. Talking about money just to come and play, not all, let alone how, how well I finish, mm-hmm. I get a bigger bag as well. $100 million just to go play, and you're, you're, you're dropping the hammer is, oh, you're suspended from our events. You can't make 700000 so I saw a stat yesterday that said one year spent on the Live Golf Tour for Dustin Johnson, money-wise, is equal to three years on the PGA Tour. Come on, man. What are we talking about? That's not – I think – and I think that's why the PGA Tour went soft. It's – this the Live Golf Tournament put them on their face. Yeah. They outed the PGA Tour. Yeah, and stats also came out of what they were being paid. I think Dustin Johnson was uh, over $120 million. I think Tiger Woods was offered a billion dollars. Right. Somewhere in the nine figures. Phil Mickelson, They didn't get him, though. Of course not. I mean, he is the PGA Tour. He will be the logo, you know, when he passes away. Or maybe he's still living. Before, yeah. yeah, Same way way for Jerry West. But in guys like Phil, I think Phil was $200 million, which is very ironic because he's $40 million, you know, (laughs) in gambling debt. Not even ironic. It was literally, he was like, oh, I have a decision to make here. Oh, wait, it's not that big of a decision. (laughs) You know, because he got his money right back. So they offer these guys a lot of money, more than they make on the tour. And like they said, uh, the Live Golf Tour in their statement. You know, it's the era of free agency. Welcome. Yeah. Every sport's doing it. Cooper Cup just got his bag yesterday. Um, I th- just give the money for the people who deserve it, and they earned it. And I think that, uh, I don't know, it was the right decision for them at least, but not uh, it doesn't really hurt some of these guys on the Live Tour. I love it because it, puts the t- it made the PGA Tour reflect on who they are. They thought they were untouchable. They think they, they really are did. the place you want to play golf. And going back to your point, Strode, about the majors, the PGA Tour doesn't own the majors, right. the four biggest majors. They have the Players' Championship, which is considered the fifth major, but they can still participate in the Masters and the U.S. Open and all of these places without the PGA yeah. Tour. Which is the one that actually gets the ratings. And For gets sure. The eyes on them in the first place, because I know damn well you guys are not tuning in to no. the uh, Century Open, which no, is in January in Hawaii, I believe. It's not like you guys are tapping into that. I only no. got love for the Honda Classic. The Honda <laughs> Classic and the majors, baby. That's facts. And that really, <laughs> we won't have any of the dogs. But I think the one thing that does hurt or that will hurt the players and that they do actually go, oh, damn, is that they're not a part of the FedEx Cup race anymore. Yeah. And if you can win that, that's a big bag. Like That is a big tournament of the year. And, and, and stacking up those points along the season – you can get a big bag of money, like I mentioned, but yeah, I mean, contend at the majors, you know, I think rub it in already, their face. Yeah. I, oh, if they if the live golf event guys come back and win the majors, how awesome! 
I would love it. Ooh. Justin Johnson, you pissed him off. The like, PGA like Tour is going to be so pissed. Nine months ago, Dustin For Johnson sure. was the number one player in the world, the number one golfer in the world. Ooh. You pissed him off. Golfers Yo. very seldom have a chip on their shoulder, right? We get the beef between Bryson and Brooks, and right, they were going to play, and they didn't even show up. But I think if you piss a professional athlete off enough, you're going to get a bad side. Especially such a competitive athlete like Dustin Johnson. No doubt. I would That's love. That's motivation. I'm honestly, and again, I, I don't have a huge rooting interest a lot of times when it comes to these golf events, even at the majors, unless Tiger's in it, you know. But I would love to see now a live golf event guy like Dustin Johnson come to a major and not just win, but dominate it. I love it. I love Put it. Put a little smirk on Let me ask interview. you this, because you said you're not really interested or, or you know, in watching PGA yeah, yeah. events. The Live Golf Tour, the way they're doing it is match play. So match right. play is you're playing one-on-one. Shotgun. Literally shotgun start. You're playing one-on-one, and they're going to pair up. Like we, most of the time, so there, there's a, a tournament kicking off right now, and I think as a, a casual golf fan, you're looking for matchups. That's the only way you're going to tune in. If, is Tiger paired up with Rory? Yeah. Is Jordan Spieth paired up with Justin Thomas? I, you know, I could, The list could go on and on. That's what the Live Golf Tour is going to give us. They're going to give us Phil and Dustin. Paired up on a Thursday. We'll see this weekend in London. And they're going one-on-one. So it's like you're, you're watching your own golf match, and it's only two guys. So yeah. I, I think they're making it more fun. They have team names, which are super lame. <laughs> like The logos are just as weird, too. Yeah. Like I, I could have put them together in a matter of you, 10 you minutes. You can't expect them to do everything right, but they got the money. They, they got, got the money. They got the money, and like this is taking whatever you think about the situation in Saudi Arabia, where the money's from, but... It's growing the game of golf. Yeah. And PGA Tour is extracting themselves from that opportunity. Yeah. Something that they've been trying to do for years. Yeah, and I think that Live Golf Tour is going to make it a point to make it fun and make uh, their content and their broadcast. I think they're going to take a different angle just to rub it in PGA Tour's face even more. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and we're going to see a lot of what that um, ends up looking like. But again, Stone, can we get the uh, what, what today's all about? Because that's what the Live Golf Event's all about. Yesterday's price it's not today's price. Damn right, Fat Joe. Hey, you know what? Draymond Green might have saved his best defense for after game three of these NBA finals. Of course, the Celtics won that one, 116-100. He saved his best defense for after game three, and, and, and I want to get to that. I want to show what that was. We'll have to get to it on the back end of the show in the second hour here. Filling in for Ken Levicka on Ken Levicka Live. Jeanette Javier, Stone LeBanowitz, and myself, Theo Dorsey, live here on ESPN 106.3.